The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the College Football Experience. Get ready for the college football season by checking out all 131 college football team previews. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash CFB. You are listening to Bet MUFC here on the 
Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the BetMUFC Twitter account at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can also follow the Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. The Sports Gambling Podcast are over at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And my Twitter account is at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. So this is obviously a happy edition of BetMFC as Manchester United managed to pick up their first and what could be their biggest win of the season. If this is a momentum changing win, if this changes the direction of the season, then this will be the biggest win of the season. It's always big to beat Liverpool. No one really gave us a shot going into that game. I did. If you heard the podcast last time, I laid out a tactical plan that Manchester United could implement in order to win this game, utilising pace up front, trying to exploit the gap between Liverpool's defenders and goalkeeper and not starting with either Harry Maguire and Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, it'll be very interesting to see if either one of them get into the starting lineup for this upcoming game against Southampton. But before we do that, I have accumulated together some audio clips reacting to the win over Liverpool. Before we listen to those, let me let you guys know about WinBet. If you're thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games make them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet casino is always open 24 hours a day when you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet also just released their first quarterback with five TD prop bets. There's also so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. This offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions are available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let me also tell you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game data, and weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activities. You may ask yourself, why do I need to, to use Odds Trader? Well, there is a big difference over time if you keep taking minus 160s instead of minus 140s. You may not think it matters for the one particular bet that you're looking for, but if you are a regular bet over time, that will make a significant difference. Trust me as someone who is a betting expert and trust me as someone who compiles spreadsheets and P&L sheets for lockbetting.com, my website, every single month. The P&L does make a difference when you find the best possible price each and every time. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Also, don't forget to check out Run Your Pool. 
Runyon Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect and make every game matter more. Runyon Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pickham and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've actually teamed up with RYP to host a pool for our official Sports Gambling Podcast Network NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. There's a $500 cash prize plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. And there is decent merch in that SGPN store. It isn't just your run-of-the-mill, fruit-of-the-loom stuff with a logo stuck on. It is decent merch. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Now let's move on and hear some reaction from the win against Liverpool. Give us an idea, Gary, from your perspective, what an impact he's been able to have over the last nine days on that group. I'm absolutely stunned, to be honest with you, Dave. I didn't think that that was possible tonight, what I saw in terms of response, because I thought that the players had sort of cemented what they do week in, week out now over many months at the end of last season, the start of this season. So what's happened this week, I, I don't know, but they've responded. Maybe the slight changes in personnel making brave decisions. Obviously, you know, the captain, the star player, have both been left on the bench, which means the manager just gains a little bit of gravitas maybe with other players. I think Bruno has responded. I think that obviously Martez at the back has played well alongside uh, Varane. Um, I don't know what it is, but I can't believe what I've just witnessed. I mean, Liverpool weren't at the best, let's be really clear, but they weren't at the best against Crystal Palace and Fulham. But it was just the effort difference that we saw from Manchester United. They've outrun Liverpool, they've out-sprinted Liverpool, and we've questioned that a number of times on this show over the last sort of 12 months that they're not capable of doing it. And they've shown tonight they are capable of doing it. Is that the biggest surprise, Jamie? I mean, we'll come on to what happened to Liverpool tonight. But in terms of Manchester United, from where they were against Brentford? Yes, I mean, listen, we said it throughout commentary, they're outstanding. You could feel it in, the, I think, the first 30 seconds. Bruno Fernandes sprints at sort of Alisson. You could, you could feel it was going to be that type of the game. And the disappointment for me was that Liverpool weren't ready for the derby game. And that, for me, is unforgivable. I mean, I absolutely love this team, what they've done over the last four or five years. And you can very rarely throw that at them. But it's happened too often this season. In the first three league games, it's happened twice where they don't look ready for the game. And that's, that, that, that's something I think that we worry in sort of Jürgen Klopp right now. What I would say, and I'm not, listen, I thought Manchester United were brilliant, but tonight was a different different game than what they had in the first two games where they had 70% of the ball and the other team did to United what they've done to Liverpool tonight where they've looked intense the running stats when you have 70% of the ball as United did the opposition are normally going to run more than you have more sprints than yet so the games will be different coming forward but in terms of intensity their attitude that the managers asked for it was night and day compared to Liverpool He brushed off my question Roy on, on emotions tonight uh, Eric Ten Hag but how much strength will he take from those big decisions those big calls actually paying off that's a huge boost for him because again there is question marks he's trying to win the players over he's made some big calls tonight playing home to Liverpool it's on the TV he knows it's a huge atmosphere and he wins the game it's the best thing in the world when you win a game of football you go into the training going tomorrow the manager the players the staff everyone the canteen will just give everyone a lift that bit of energy the feel good factor will be back at the club for a few days anyway until the next game they obviously have to back it up like he said it's no good just doing it once every few weeks not when you play for Man United so I think it's a big big boost for him and the staff and the players and as I said there's only benefits from winning football matches 
Eric, first win as Manchester United manager. Manchester United's first win against Liverpool in four years. This must feel pretty good. Yeah, of course. Uh, Man United uh, stands for for winning, and we didn't do that in the, in the first two games, and they had certain reasons. Uh, but um, Man United is not for excuses. We have to win, and that standard we have to bring on the pitch every game and that is a way of life so it starts in training it starts every day and yeah, today we showed when we have that uh, spirit when we act as a team then we can achieve a lot this is a big football club and big managers have to make big calls what was behind your thinking to leave out Cristiano Ronaldo and Harry Maguire tonight and did it pay off uh, we need the squad and we have so many games to cover and then you you, you look as a manager from game to game well, what is the best team to pick uh, tonight we thought it was the best team and they showed it but in the near future so coming game or coming games uh, they can also play and uh, they are great players amazing players and they are really important for the squad two of the new players you brought in Lissandro Martinez and Tiro Malassia had big nights tonight what did you make of their performances? I think as the whole team uh, they perform really well uh, they defend well they defend tough but also they had composure and that is one uh, aspect we can definitely improve uh, when we um, when we bring a little bit more composure a little bit more extra passing uh, then we can hurt the, uh, the opponent even more and that is what we have to work on but for tonight I'm satisfied with this What about the two goal scorers Jaden Sancho and particularly Marcus Rashford looks like he's needed a goal what will that do for him? I, of course it's uh, impo- important and um, I hope I give them belief hey, that they uh, they are the first defenders they work uh, really hard for the team hey, in the pressing and but you see also that they can still be effective when we have the ball and um, uh, from here on uh, belief uh, but also the power uh, has to improve uh, but it starts what I said if they have a certain uh, belief in it that they can do it and then you can see it can be um, can come to an effective game and effective football and they score and they, I think I'm really happy for them and it's important for them definitely so we finished up with Eric Ten Hag there and he said something very very interesting at the end he spoke about how Rashford and Sancho are the first defenders now that tells you a little bit about what Manchester United are trying to do It tells you about what Manchester United are trying to implement tactically. Now, he also spoke in that interview about Ronaldo and Maguire and them being essential for the remainder of the season in terms of being able to rotate the squad. However, is that actually true? For Maguire's case, I just don't think he's good enough. I think he's lost confidence. I don't like the way he conducts himself around the fans at Carrington and just in general. I don't think he's a captain. I don't think he should be the captain of the likes of Ronaldo, Varane, Sancho, Casemiro. I don't think Maguire's the right man for the job. But that's my own personal take on Harry Maguire. If you look at this game, Lissandra Martinez and Rafa Varane were far better than Harry Maguire. And until they make significant errors, it's very difficult to make a case for Maguire getting in the team. In fact, in the case of Varane, 
and him being a World Cup winner and Champions League winner, I don't see how Maguire ever got in ahead of him in the first place. So that's my take on Harry Maguire. As for Cristiano Ronaldo, you can't say the same thing. Cristiano Ronaldo is a world-class player still. Cristiano Ronaldo is arguably the greatest player to ever play football, and he plays for Manchester United. But he could be causing the biggest selection headache of them all, because Cristiano Ronaldo cannot sit on the bench for the whole season, not just because of his wages, but because it's fucking Cristiano Ronaldo. He won't take it. He will disrupt the entire team. He will disrupt the squad. It will just be a massive disruption. It'll be a disruption in the media. It'll be constant questions about Ronaldo, 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 Ronaldo. It already is in terms of him staying or not staying at Man United. So he can't be on the bench. But stylistically, he can't play the way that Eric Ten Hag wants to play in this game. He can't close down defenders. He can't be part of a team that outran Liverpool by two kilometres. This Man United team went from being outrun by Brentford by, I think it was 13 kilometres, to outrunning Liverpool by two kilometres overall. Nobody outruns Liverpool. Nobody outruns Leeds. Nobody outruns these teams. This is, this is a regular occurrence on a week-to-week basis where Liverpool, where the likes of Liverpool and Leeds, because of the way that they play, have outrun teams in terms of kilometres. And Manchester United in this game outrun Liverpool by two kilometres. That tells you that there has been a stylistic shift. That tells you that the planning for this game started the minute we lost to Brentford and he called the players in on their day, days off to make them run the extra kilometres that they didn't run against Brentford. This manager is legit. He's no kind of walkover like other managers that we've had before. So he's strong enough to turn around and say that I don't want Cristiano Ronaldo. I will sit Ronaldo and Ronaldo doesn't figure into my first team. And quite clearly he doesn't because if you've just beaten Liverpool and beaten him easily, by the way, because I know the scoreline says 2-1, but Anthony Alanga should score. Manchester United have other chances throughout the game. We're all over Liverpool in the first half. They should have won this game more convincingly. They were significantly the better team in this game. I think that says a little bit about where Liverpool are at at the moment. They haven't started the season, as Carragher alluded to. But Manchester United were better in every conceivable way on Monday. And it makes it difficult to change that team. I don't think we can be a team who who have this squad and use this squad to stylistically change on a week-to-week basis. Because Manchester City and Liverpool, they don't do that. They have one style and they buy players to fit that style. They don't have players sitting there that mean that you have to set up a different way in, in, in it for a different game. Because if Ronaldo comes into this team all of a sudden and he plays against Southampton, and I think he probably will, that means that Manchester United suddenly abandon the press somewhat or Ronaldo needs to start pressing. Uh, this is a player who's in the bottom 1% in the world for, of attackers for pressing and suddenly he'll need to make the change. So it makes it very difficult in terms of how you set up things. Suddenly, we're going to be a possession-based team against Southampton, but we're going to be a pressing, counter-attacking team against the better teams. I don't think that works as a long-term strategy. Manchester United need to establish a a blueprint and an identity in terms of how they play. We know that City do it, and we know that Liverpool do it. We know Liverpool push the fullbacks up high. We know that the wingers are the first line of defence and they're trying to win back the ball. 
We know that the, the false number nine does a lot of the dog work previously. That was uh, Firmino or Jota. And it allowed Mane and Salah to, to, to get the ball out wide and score the goals or come inside and score the goals. And Salah and Mane also contributed towards the pressing, especially Mane. And if they got past that line, then suddenly there was another line because Trent and Robertson push up high and they try and win the ball out wide. And um, they, they allow themselves to be exposed at the back because they rely and they trust Van Dyke and his centre-back partner. Their first choice would be Matip so much that they feel that if the, the other team do play through their, their pressing, that they still have Van Dyke and Matip there. And behind them, they have a world-class goalkeeper in Allison. That's what allows Liverpool to implement this heavy metal press under Jurgen Klopp. Manchester City, they do things slightly differently. They do press with their forwards, but once you do get past that defensive line, what they do is they clog up the midfield. They really clog things up. Those wide players, those fullbacks, instead of pressing behind the wingers, what they do is they come in field. So what they essentially have is three holding midfielders at any one time. They don't allow you to play through the midfield because they pack it. They dominate it. They, 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 the whole ideology is to win the ball back in under seven seconds when, from when they lose it, which is why they dominate possession so much. That's an identity. Liverpool have an identity. At the moment, Man United don't have an identity. We saw what could potentially be an identity against Liverpool, but if you're trying to bring Cristiano Ronaldo back into the team, suddenly that identity is all over the place and uh, what we're trying to do changes on a week-to-week basis. And I think that's my main concern coming out of this win. I do want to talk about the Southampton game and I do want to talk about the signing of Casemiro. But before I do that, I want to talk about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. They just passed 4 million users. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. With the NFL season right around the corner, Sleeper is the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. So stop what you're doing now and download Sleeper to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Let me also let you know about Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. This is expert tasted coffee. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. 
Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at at, uh, at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you'll love. Once again, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. It's been a very good night and things just get better because you've just added arguably the best defensive midfielder in the world. Yes, he is. When you see the stats, and we are really happy with that. That um, uh, we said before, we don't want to sign any player. We need the right players, and we are convinced with with him. Uh, we got that. Uh, he's so experienced. He's, he won so many trophies, and he will bring that in the team. And we have four the champions, and they have to bring it over in the team. Uh, that standard, uh, they have to be the guidance for the rest of the team. Uh, for the rest, for some young players who are in the start of their career or in the middle from uh, from their career, they don't. Uh, they not only want to win games but they want to win trophies and but that's a long road and then you have to uh, go from game to game and that um, demands a way of life eh? that is what you have to bring in every day in the training eh? is he close to being ready to play i cannot say it but um uh, 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 tomorrow is the first uh, day in training then we will see um, uh, then we will see how far he is uh, but i'm sure he will be quickly in the team the season starts tonight? No. <laughs> there could be always, but we lose two games. But tonight we are happy. We win the first game. And in the Premier League, I think there are many clips who can beat each other. So we need to recover from this. That can be a base. And we have to look forward to Saturday because then it's another big game for us. And we have to be ready for that. Yeah, as the old cliche goes, you're only as good as your last game. At the moment, Man United's last game is is a win over against Liverpool. But that can quickly be changed to dropping points against Southampton. So we must win this game against Southampton that we're going to talk about shortly. First of all, let me give you my thoughts on Casemiro. Suddenly... It doesn't look like a bad window, does it? Signing one of the top three best defensive midfielders in the world, if not the best. My personal number one is Joshua Kimmich, but I have Casemiro right behind him. That's that's largely down to age. I think that would have been my, my number one signing. It was obviously not very realistic, but in the end, we've got Casemiro and his CV speaks for itself. There's no point me coming on here and, and telling you about Casemiro. You know. If you're a football fan, you know about Casemiro. But the only thing that I questioned was his motivation. In the press conferences he's done and the answers that he's given to the questions, everything has seemed right and on point. They asked him about the they asked him the tough questions about playing in the Europa League, and he said, "I've already won many Champions Leagues, so he, he wasn't bothered." Uh, he said he's come here to win the Premier League. That was laughed at by some people, and they said it was unrealistic. Suddenly, we've beaten Liverpool and then we've still got to put Casemiro into this team and we're still in the market for for other players like Anthony from Ajax. Now, from being a very, very poor-looking window, if we have signed the replacement for Harry Maguire, if we've signed a player who can finally spell the end of Luke Shaw because Luke Shaw isn't a Man United player, in terms of ability, he is, but in terms of attitude, he isn't. We've seen that over the years. 
And if we've gone and finally signed a defensive midfield player who, who doesn't get injured and who ends McFred and is a world-class player in that position, something we've been lacking for three or four years, then this has been a successful window. If we can put the cherry on the cake, that will be signing a, a forward player, somebody that plays within this blueprint, within this new style that Manchester United want to implement that doesn't include Cristiano Ronaldo. And I also think it would be a success if we could get rid of Ronaldo in this window because I do feel that he's going to be a disruption. I do feel that, yes, he's still a match winner, but I don't want that match winner. I don't want to rely on Cristiano Ronaldo to win us games. I don't want the whole team to be built around feeding Cristiano Ronaldo and giving Cristiano the opportunity to save us. I don't want to be saved. I want to be battering teams the way that we've battered Liverpool in this last game with Ronaldo on the bench. So as much as it's almost sinful to say it, but I don't want Ronaldo at this club. I'm thankful for what he's done. His legacy has not been tarnished, in my opinion, by by coming into this team and scoring 24 goals and 18 league goals last season. But at the end of the day, I don't see how we can move forward with Cristiano Ronaldo. It's just a weird one because when I was around the training grounds, I I heard from one of the security staff that that work around the training ground, and he's been there a few years, so he does know what the going the goings on as as we say um he does know what's going on and he he spoke to some people and said that Richard Arnold held a meeting with Cristiano Ronaldo at his house and it was Ronaldo who identified Casemiro as a priority signing and then went and then Manchester United went and got him very very quickly so if Casemiro has come into this team and Cristiano Ronaldo was influential in the signing then, then how does that mean Cristiano Ronaldo is leaving? I know there's these rumours out at the moment and he's heavily linked to a move to Sporting Lisbon, but I'll believe it when I see it because I still feel that Cristiano Ronaldo has a significant influence in the background here still on this team. One last point I'll make about Casemiro before we move on to the Southampton game. Casemiro could probably benefit a lot from using Babel. For most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn a new language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time, or you've just moved to Man United from Spain, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. The teaching method has been significantly proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Right now, you can save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's Babbel, and that's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SGP for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Let me also tell you about Elias. It's almost the start of the NFL season, and I love this time of year. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why I highly recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA and the MLB. 
Take my advice, download the Elias Game Plan app today. With new features available all the time, take your game to the next level. The NFL season is right around the corner, so you don't need to wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store or the Google Play Store today. Moving on to the game here between Southampton and Man United. That's how we're going to close out the show. United are the 5-6 minus 120 favourites on the money line to pick up the away win. It's 3-1 here on the draw and it's 10-3 here on Southampton. Southampton have been involved in a lot of high scoring games. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them finding the back of the net here in this one. Man United looked a lot more defensively solid in the game against Liverpool, but I'm not sure I'm ready to back them to keep a clean sheet yet, especially against the Southampton team who always managed to score. Southampton have scored in all of their games this season, while Man United are yet to keep a clean sheet. However, United come into this game full of confidence after the 2-1 win against Liverpool and they are unbeaten in their last 13 meetings with Southampton across all competitions. So even though Southampton are coming off the win away to Leicester last weekend, that was a bit of an upset win and that has relieved some of the pressure off the shoulders of Ralph Hasenhutl. I think Manchester United should win this game. I think Manchester United have to win this game. This is a statement game. This is the debut of Casemiro. This is coming off the win against Liverpool. Although, of course, they are at a disadvantage in terms of rest. Man United did just play on Monday and they ran a lot. This was a team that outran Liverpool. And that is my only concern in terms of Southampton playing on Saturday and Man United playing on Monday. And it's still being early on in the season where players are still trying to find their fitness. Things are going to work the other way when it comes to the next round of fixtures because Manchester United get the most rest. They're playing here early on Saturday and their fixture away to Leicester doesn't happen until Thursday. So things do tend to even out. But for this game, I am a little bit concerned by that. But given the fact that Manchester United have this momentum, it would be extremely disappointing if we were to relinquish it by dropping points here away to Southampton. So I'm going to ride Man United here. It's something that I'm often hesitant to do here on this show. I did feel that we would benefit from the new manager bounce against Brighton. But since then, I've been hesitant to take United, even though I had a gut feeling that we would get something from the game against Liverpool. My strong lean for that game was for both teams to score. That actually cashed because of Liverpool's Mo Salah. But I don't think it's unfair to say that Liverpool were very, very lucky to get that goal. It was against the run of play. Manchester United were on top from start to finish pretty much until Liverpool scored that goal. And then, of course, the last nine minutes were a little bit tense with Manchester United giving away fouls and and trying to time waste and whatnot, which I thought they did well. I mean, that is part of the game. Atletico Madrid came to Manchester United and they schooled us on time wasting. These are the lessons that these young players need to take. And, and we showed against Liverpool, even with the time wasting, that this team are able to take lessons on board. So I'm optimistic going into the show. And as a Man United fan, I can't pick against Manchester United in this game. As I said, there is supporting data for both teams to score if you prefer that selection with Southampton always managing to score whilst almost always failing to keep a clean sheet at the other end. But that selection is very, very juiced at the price of 4-7. to seven. So we are going to take Manchester United on the money line here at the price of 5-6, to six, minus 120 is your main lean here for this show. That's it for me in this episode of Bet MUFC. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.